0: To the Hey, Okay, ha, ha, ha Happy Hour, Episode 39? Sure. Let's call it Episode 39. Cheers to you. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is the Happy Hour. The Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour. Uh, this is basically a what? An audio diary... Of a, a a simple man in Philadelphia navigating the treacherous waters of 2020, just like you are. Just like everyone you know is. It's a time of transition, it's a time of introspection and growth. And apparently, civil war. Ugh. I don't need your civil war It feeds the rich, but it buries the power war. Do you like my Axl Rose? Um, what's the rest of the lyric go? Let me pull up those lyrics I don't need that fucking civil war Sitting there shooting people in the head on the streets, get along you dumb shits. What you doing now? Something like that. Uh, where is it? Here it is. Oh, th- oh, the magic of Apple Music. Where's the lyrics? Show me the lyrics. What I got to play the fucking song to to read the lyrics? <laughs> oh. I'm going to read I'm going to read Guns N' Roses Civil War. Um, in a non Axl Rose voice what kind of voice should I do instead Um, look at our young men fighting look at your women crying what voice is that who cares it's just a character look at your young men dying the way they've always done before look at the hate we're breeding look at the fear we're feeding look at the lives we're leading the way we've always done before my hands are tied the billions shift from side to side ain't that the truth and wars go on with brainwashed pride for the love of god and our human rights and all these things are swept aside my bloody hands time can't deny and are washed away by your genocide and history hides the lies of our civil wars do you wear a black armband when they shot the man who said peace could last forever? And in my first memories, they shot Kennedy. I went numb when I learned to see, so I never fell for Vietnam. We got the wall in D.C. to remind us all that you can't trust freedom when it's not in your hand, when everybody's fighting for their promised land. And I don't need your civil war. Fees the rich while it buries the, the poor. Your power hungry selling soldiers in a human grocery store. Ain't that fresh? I don't need a more <clears throat> Anyway, I feel bad about this shit because I feel like I put this in the universe by talking about it. And even before the COVID, even before, even before I started this shitty podcast, I would go on stages at bars and comedy clubs oh and I would sit there at, at the open mics and bar shows bringer shows maybe a club would throw me on and what would I do a bit about how we're being slowly pushed into civil war and it's like you're probably thinking well, that's, a, that's a horrible premise for a comedy act <laughs> and you would be correct yeah it's hard to hard to ring laughter uh, especially then, because it wasn't as as uh, real as it is now, and, and just because they're pushing us into civil war doesn't mean they're going to succeed. Let's keep that in mind. All these, because it's to the point now where protesters of different sides are shooting each other, and now a good time to remind ourselves. This is a country of 350 million people, okay? So, given that amount of people, it'd be pretty easy every day to find some kind of stupid skirmish and really blow it out of proportion, make it seem like the whole country is that way. So let's not blow it out of proportion. But when something does go down, like when that 17-year-old fella in Kenosha shot uh, did he shoot two? He killed at least one person. And the media really made sure everybody got that front and center in their face. Look at this. You should be very upset about this one way or the other. And it's like any shooting. Violence. I'm Probably the Boston Massacre was like it. Any kind of... any. Any time there's stupid violence, it's always he said, she said. And the fucked up thing is both both could be wrong, both could be right at the same time. Like, like it could be self-defense. That, that, it's possible that 17-year-old kid was a true believer in law and justice, truth, justice, in the American way, got to stop these evil anarchists, got to protect the businesses, and these douchebags fucking chased him down. I don't know why you chase a guy down with a gun. I don't know why you, what, what do you think, this is a video game? You, you think you got a health potion if you get shot and you can, You think you get another life? It's not a video game, douchebag. If you get shot, you're dead. But let's say these uh, evil protest scum fucks wanted to assault this guy with a gun. It's possible, and he shot them and it was 100% justified self-defense. I don't know, I don't watch the video. And apparently, even if you watch the video, it's very, and can you even believe videos nowadays? The way they can edit shit, these deep fakes, I don't even know what the, so, so let's, There's that possibility? Is the possibility the other end of the spectrum where he's just this fucking, you know how you're 17, whatever you believe in, is the the gospel truth, anybody who disagrees with you is evil? And he went out there looking for a fight. Looking for an excuse to murder. That's true, that's possible. And it's also possible somewhere in the middle where we have, maybe they're both, everybody involved is a shithead douchebag. And um, Darwin had his way, they all would have managed to kill each other. I don't know. But what I do know is regardless of what the reality was, the story of it was utilized to inflame both sides further. What's interesting is we're totally getting off track what the initial protest was about. The initial protest was against police brutality. That was incited by video footage of something that everybody could get on board with was not good. Even the most fanatical Trump right-wing pro-cop people, they weren't defending the guy who kneeled on George Floyd, at least not at first. So that happens and now, and now the feds uh, shot and killed um, a protester and um, a suspect, a murder suspect, up in Washington. There's another shooting where this time it was the opposite. Instead of a Trump shooter killing uh, protesters. Oh, sorry, let me finish my thought I was talking about. The initial reason for the protest was police brutality. And then it got specifically about black folks. And so then it kind of was anti-racist, but also, you know, mostly anti-police brutality. But now it's like it's just dirty whiteies fighting. Somehow it's like morphed into just filthy fucking and I think Oregon is the sorry Baba G, I know Baba G is based in Oregon and, and they're great, but they're not any of these two subsets. I'm just saying in Oregon, there's everybody's a dirty white person. There's just the extreme KKK right- wing neo-Nazi. There's a lot of them in Oregon. Rural Oregon is full of fucking extreme right wingers. And of course Portland, the extreme dirty left wingers right and so now we've flash forward we've we're not talking about police brutality and it's just dirty white people of very differing political persuasions duking it out you know and race is somewhat involved because one side of the dirty whitey says that they're friends of black folks and want to protect them from I don't know. I don't know how you protect somebody with, uh, without having guns, but they want to protect them. And then you have the other dirty whiteies who say that they don't much care for the black folks because they get special treatment or some shit or they're just racist. But that's where we're at. Crazed, drug crazed, filthy whiteies tearing this country apart like they do in every fucking country that they live in over history. What is it about whiteies? They get into political arguments and they destroy their countries. And I know there's other countries that do the same shit of other nationalities. Yeah, but if you look into it, it's always some fucking European country colonizing them, creating little puppet government. Communism, Marxism, this shit. I, I, You know, fucking look at Europe in the last century. Every fucking, I don't know, 30, 40 years, people just start disagreeing politically and decide it's worth killing one another over? What the fuck are you doing? Go have a barbecue. Invite some friends over, drink some beer, and enjoy life that doesn't last that fucking long. You're going to go take political arguments onto the streets and fucking kill each other? Why? Because you're so fucking moral and, 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 and... can't even speak, and angelic and angelic, say that five times fast, and the other side is a bunch of demons, so it's worth fucking killing each other over whatever happened to fun I guess that's illegal now have some fucking fun, why are these people so not fun loving play some fucking games socialize I'm telling you Every race and culture can learn something from other races and cultures. And what white people need to learn from other races and cultures is to enjoy life. Okay? Enjoy life. Like the fucking finer things in life. I don't know. I'm so full of shit because things are chaotic right now and I'm telling people, cool it. But when things were fucking stable and cool, I was like saying fuck this, we need a revolution, this system is pathetic, we need to overthrow it, I, I don't know, I'm so full of shit, I feel like I'm just a, I'm just going for equilibrium, if we're too far one way or the other, I feel like, but it's like, who am I, who am I to say which is too far one way or the other, why do, why do I fancy myself as an agent of equilibrium, um, I don't know, but I think it's clear that we're getting too far with this um, murdering nonsense. And I shouldn't make it racial. It's just the—it's just a way of saying that, or pointing out that the initial impetus for all this protest is being totally forgotten. It's being totally—it's just we're just back to totalitarians fighting it out. Something about both sides want highly centralized, powerful governments. That's what they both want. Right? Marxists and fascists. They both want the same thing. They only differ on they think they'll be in power if their side wins. It's all about fucking power. That's why they project everything. Like, if you ask a Marxist about anybody who like starts a business or or tries to produce anything a marxist will tell you they're just motivated by power they just want power it's like no you're projecting you know people who are interested in power are interested in government and political systems and being activists and making their way up the hierarchy and, and getting into positions of fucking power that's People who are starting a fucking app, or why is that always my go-to example when I when I talk about entrepreneurial shit? I'm always like, create a fucking app. I don't know. Seems to be be uh, getting done lately. You know, you're starting an app or you're starting a business is the same as as doing a creative project. They're both the same fucking thing. Entrepreneurs are a lot like artists. They're not fucking good business managers necessarily. They're creative types who fail way more than they succeed. Like even the most successful artist fails way more often than they succeed. Same thing with entrepreneurs. Most businesses fail. Um, A few get wildly successful and then we, we always think about those, but most businesses fail. That doesn't mean most people fail. It just means most people have to fail before they succeed. Um, What is my point with this? Oh, the vilification of entrepreneurs and and so-called capitalism. I think the problem is people rightfully look at our current system and kind of how the trajectory of where our system is going, and they see a lot of bad things. They see a lot of corruption and power mongering. And we've been taught that our system is capitalist, right? That's what we've been taught. We live in a capitalist system. This is capitalism and freedom, and over there is communism and non-freedom. And so when it comes time to critique this system, we assume that it's capitalist. We see the corruption. Ergo, capitalism is corrupt. And so people are talking shit about capitalism. But let me humbly posit the possibility that the system we live under is not capitalist, as properly understood. You know, if we understand capitalist to mean free exchange of goods and services with limited government interference and uh, free market, this is not a capitalist country. Every industry is highly regulated. And kind of chained off through government interference, it's a corporatist system, okay? The government and what we call corporations, what we call private businesses, they work together to stifle actual entrepreneurship. Boy, this is really entertaining, isn't it? Some guy just expounding on uh, economic, political Political, what philosophy? Not even philosophy. What the fuck is the word? You get the idea. My point is, we—they always vilify freedom. Whenever there's a problem, they always say, "You know what the problem is? There's is too much freedom." Oh, there's a virus going around. You know what the problem was? Too much freedom. Oh, the economy's collapsing. You know what the problem was? People had too much freedom. Uh, you know the solution always is. It's more government power. You know what? We could have avoided that problem if only the government had more rules to enforce, whether that's regulatory and economics, or spatial, physical, in, in a tangible reality. Isn't that a weird coincidence that every single time, always the problem was because people were too free, and the solution is always more government control. Do you see where that naturally leads, given enough time, if people don't stop and question the logic behind that? Inevitably, it leads to where we're quickly heading, where basically all forms of human interaction are digital, where you can't meet people in person. You can't have groups get together. You can't have live entertainment. And if people are out, you can't see their faces. It's a dystopian nightmare that we are erecting. And around every turn, it gets perpetuated and intensified because the cultural engineers, they make it virtuous to to want more rules. It's a virtue to want more security after 9-11. It's a virtue to want more masks, more social distancing and COVID. It's a virtue to demand censorship to protect children from naughty language. And anybody who opposes these is, doesn't care, is heartless or is nefarious. I don't know, we're getting a little sidetracked here, folks. So anyway, the guy there was the kid in Kenosha who shot the left wingers. And then in Washington, or what maybe it was Portland, a antifa dude shot at least one Trump supporter. And the guy died. And so then just recently in the news, the police, the feds, tracked this suspect down, Let's see here. Suspect in Portland shooting, killed during attempted arrest. So they found him in a car. Uh, The fugitive task force located, his last name is Renal, in Olympia and attempted to peacefully arrest him, said Jurgen R. Soko, a U.S. Marshal's spokesman in a statement. Initial reports indicate the suspect produced a firearm Threatening the lives of law enforcement officers, task force members responded to the threat and struck the suspect who was pronounced dead at this scene. I've never heard the word struck or to refer to shoot. He was shot, four officers opened fire at him in the car, right? He he flees the car, he, he runs away after being shot at, and then they shoot him dead. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, camera footage and... You know, let's say this guy actually did murder. It's hard to feel sorry for him. Don't get me wrong. But I'm also kind of skeptical of of that. He pulled the firearm and they were trying to peacefully arrest him. You know, when the feds are getting involved. And they're like, fuck this guy. We're going to. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm not sticking up for the guy. But this is where we're at now. tit for tat. Maybe send a message. Kill this motherfucker. Hey, if you shoot, if you shoot up police or the Trump people, your ass is grass. The four officers who fired their weapons were from the Washington State Department of Corrections, the Pierce County Sheriff's Department, and the Lakewood Police Department. U.S. Marshals were present but did not fire their weapons. So basically the feds just had the Department of Corrections do the, uh, pull the trigger. No law enforcement officers were injured during the confrontation. And then this guy was saying, so Renal, the guy that was shot before all this shit. Listen to this kind of shit. This, I see a civil war right around the corner, he added that shot felt like the beginning of a war. He's talking about the shot he shot to kill a fucking Trump supporter. Like he wants to be a hero? You want to go down in the history books as the guy who fired the shot that started a fucking civil war. And what's the exactly the end game of a civil war? If that's actually what you want? What's the end game? How is that going to make this country better? What your side's gonna win? And it's gonna be lollipops and puppies for everybody? What are you gonna do with the opposition who resents you? What are you gonna do? Just round them up? I'm talking to both sides here. What's the end game? What you just wanna go down as, as, a, as, a, as a legacy of being involved in this historical shit battle? It's fucking nonsense. For all I know, they've been prodding us into a civil war and we've been resisting. Maybe they expected us to be in full-fledged chaos right now and and we're actually doing a pretty good job. Because like I said, this is like two incidents in a country of 350 million people in one of the most tumultuous times in, uh, I can remember. But I'm a young guy. I'm not too old. I don't even remember the seventies. Wasn't even alive. I'm not young I'm not young. Thirty-six is like you're just you're just normal. You're not old, you're not young. You're just a fucking guy. Shut the fuck up. You're just you're just uh you're just a man. Not old, not young. Although I'm I'm getting gray, man. Get that gray coming in the sides and I don't dye my shit. I ain't touching that shit with hair dye. I'm all natural. Does that mean naked? I'm all natural. I have no, no tattoos. People are always trying to tell me I need to get tattoos. Man, get some fucking tats. Come on, man. You want to? Hey, you want to go get some tattoos? Get a fucking yeah, man. Get a, get a tat. I don't have, I don't have that much disposable income, right? If you want to get a good tattoo, tattoo done right you want it to be a good size you can go go all out you can it's a it's a four figure investment isn't it maybe five figures if you're going to get sleeves i just think i find it's kind of played out everybody's got a fucking tattoo now everybody and no piercings although in my left ear i think i still have a hole from uh when i was what 21 20 19 that's probably 19 no, I was 18. Yeah, I was 18. Got a fucking earring in my old left earlobe. This was in 2002. So it was still kind of the 90s. So I had the the, the hoop. You know, the little hoop. Not the big fucking thing in your ear like a tribal thing. Just a little, uh, little hoop. Remember that in the 90s? Do that. Get your sideburns a little low. Maybe grow out a goatee. Fucking... Everybody had shit in their hair. What was with the frosted tips? That was one thing I never, I never got on board with the frosted tips. Never got on board with that. Never got on board with the Caesar haircut either. Two things I avoided. I always had the buzz cut, military cut. (laughs) I had the same haircut for like twenty-five fucking years. I always wanted to have. Haircut and clothes that if you took a picture of me and looked at it in 30 years, it wouldn't look ridiculous, right? Because no matter, the more in you are of the current time, the more ridiculous you look in 30 years. Look how you guys with your, with the shaved bottom part of your head, with the the knotted up man bun, you know, everybody's got that look. You're going to look fucking ridiculous in 30 years looking back. You're going to look like how we look back on the guys with the Fucking giant collars, polyester, bell-bottoms, and platform shoes, and the perms. Remember that was once cool to get, if you were a guy, you'd grow your hair out, get curlers in, get a fucking perm. Grass is always greener, isn't it? Black guys straightening their hair, trying to get that straight Nat King Cole look. White guys curling their hair up, trying to look like fucking Richard Pryor. Yeah, women too. Yeah, back in the 80s, I remember my mom, aunts, grandma, they'd be getting their, they had those curlers in their hair. Get a little curl to your hair. I don't know any dudes that did that though. Are you enjoying this hair talk? This has been Hair Chat with M.P. Snyder. Join us next week when we dissect the bowl cut popular between 1991 and 1993. Died a horrible death after the advent of the Caesar cut. Remember the Caesar cut? It's basically a glorified bowl cut. Right? Where you'd get a regular haircut, basically, in the back and the sides. Nice, short, tight, regular. But the front, you had the bowl cut on your fucking forehead. This is like... I think it hit... I think we hit peak Caesar haircut in... Like, as a culture in 97. Which means if you were in a small town, like I was... um, You know, there's always like a 18 month to a two year kind of echo. So I'd say 99 to 2001 was peak Caesar haircut. If I look at my yearbook from like those years, all these guys are going to have that Caesar cut. They're going to have all that that bowl cut along the forehead. You know, they got to cover up that forehead with that straight line. It's perfect for guys that were premature balding. You're having a raising, raising, rising hairline. Get yourself a fucking Caesar cut. Me, I was getting my hair cut at home. I wouldn't even go to a fucking barber shop. I was so embarrassed. Even through high school, I'd have my mom cut my hair. I don't want to deal. Here's the thing, I had a fucked up neckline. My neckline, I got a colic down on my neckline. Makes my neckline look like a fucking werewolf. So I need to have it cut or, you know, cut down more frequently than... uh You people with normal necklines, so you can't go to the fucking barber once a week. Where I'm from, as a kid, you could you get a haircut every maybe three weeks, every four weeks. It's like fuck it, gonna have my my mom cut my hair as a a grown man with a driver's license has to have his mom cut his hair. Isn't that funny when you're a kid like, I'm 16 now. I'm a grown man. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not quite. You're 18. Oh, I'm I'm grown. Uh, No, you're not. I probably look back when I'm 30. I probably look back in 20 years thought I would do it all when I was 36. What a fucking moron. I didn't know shit. I was so young at 36. I don't think you're young. If, If it's legal for you to be a president, you're no longer young. What's the age? Is it 35 to be a president? I think it's a little too young. I think you need to be either postmenopausal if you're a woman. If you're a man, you have to be, um, what should be though? You either have to be, let's say you have to be all gray, all gray, uh, 75% gray. Some arbitrary thing. we got to know that you're not some fucking moron. Here's the thing, though. Do morons become non-morons just because they get old? Isn't it true that there are some very competent and intelligent 25-year-olds that could probably be president? Is, that, is it possible? If you're in your 20s, it probably sounds possible. But if you're in your 30s or 40s, you're like, fuck that. I am not voting for a 25-year-old to run the United States of America. What the fuck do you know? You're 25. Ten years ago, you were eating Fruit Loops in your parents' basement, and you couldn't drive. What the fuck? In ten years, you think you can run shit? All right, guys. I'm running out of shit to talk about. i got to finish this drink. That's what we do here in the Hey Okay Ha Happy Hour. I get shit off my chest and you listen to it and say to yourself, man, I wish I could interrupt this moron and share with him my opinions to set him right. Or you listen to me and you say, you go girl. But anyway, we both drink. That's what we do. It's the most one-sided conversation ever. We sit here and drink. You think your thoughts, and I listen to them through time. It's like time travel. You send your, right now, I'm actually responding to your thoughts. We're having a telepathic communication. That's what I'm saying, okay? And I know right now you're thinking, he's going to wrap this up pretty soon. He's fucking, he's just rambling at this point. I thought he was going to wrap this up about two minutes ago. Okay, fine. Just buying time to finish my drink. Full disclosure. Finishing the Starbucks coffee. Sorry if that was loud. Alright, guys. This has been the Hey, Okay, Ha. Happy hour. Uh, Have a good week. Try not to kill each other, okay? Why don't you uh, invite somebody of a different political persuasion over... For, I don't know, some drinks maybe if you don't drink, have them over for some for some Monopoly okay? and if they're Marxists they say, hey man, Mar- Monopoly is an exploitative capitalist game, man, play some fucking life or play some uh, Scrabble, don't play chess though, okay, these leftists are way too easy to beat at chess because they lack the intellectual horsepower between their ears, I'm just fucking with you That's how you fuck with leftists, because you know they really value intelligence, so just always attack their intelligence, okay? Always always do that, and watch them squirm. Okay, anybody can beat me at chess, by the way, anybody. My ex-girlfriend beat me repeatedly. I lost to a woman at chess. Am I even really a man? Are you even a man? Or are you what the kids call a cuck? Are you a cuckold if your woman beats you over and over and over again at a game of, of strategy and and uh, whatever the word is, pattern recognition? In my defense, I, I learned late. I didn't learn until I was like 23, 24. Yeah, all right. Anyway, back to wrapping this shit up. You guys have a great week. Thanks for checking in. Be nice to each other. Be nice. And take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Bye-bye. Oh, me.